Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Check for Traps. As a quick reminder, recap. Couldn't remember what the name, what the word was. <laughs> I was trying to throw it up like. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> don't delete that. So um, for that, uh, Roscoe, why don't you give us a recap of last time's episode? All right. Well, <laughs> so we went to this place and we, we, what did we do in last <laughs> I killed a couple goblins. Yeah, um, he is slim over there. Killed a, killed a couple goblins. Then after that, we went to a little pyramid. Hold on, don't forget about that tree that we did twenty million <laughs> checks on. Yeah, but everything seemed all right. And then um, we ate the fruit. We kept walking, and then we ran into a pyramid, and and we went inside. And uh, slim over there almost got shot by a poison arrow, and and then he looked in the chest. And I asked my friend Richard to see if anything was uh see what the scribe was on the wall and nothing he couldn't he told me a little bit but not much. Pretty close, pretty close. Uh it, he didn't translate what was on the wall. He translated what was what in, was the, in journal. the journal. Oh, okay. So pretty close. Uh, but besides that, excellent job, Roscoe. Good job. There wasn't a whole lot of note from last episode. It was more kind of a a wandering about episode of of wandering. So, uh, but what a beautiful landscape! Oh, a beautiful landscape, beautiful oh, landscape, no excellent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. Apparently, this is going to be quite the episode. Um, all right, well, let's jump right in. So, you guys are all standing inside the um, the the building. Just like we left off from, I believe that you had the journal wrapped up. So, what do you guys want to do? Tell me what you want to do. We're going to go find a cave to find those tunnels with the big worm in it. And the oh, light. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The, the oh, hallelujah. <laughs> All right. To our, to our listeners who might not uh, realize what they're referencing, the sketch on the wall was that of a creature inside the cave somewhere up in the mountains. And inside the creature was a circle drawn with some whole lights emanating coming from it. We're unsure as to what that is, but apparently we're assuming it's something. So, is that where we're going? I want to sneeze. Roll. D20? Yes. 16. 16? All right. So, you you uh, you kind of rear back on your, your back of your heels, and then you just let out this arch of your back. And you let go a sneeze, and you now have saliva in your beard. <laughs> Good. Excellent, Arpine. Bless you. What? Ew. <laughs> okay. Um, Anyone got a, I didn't a know leaf you were over here? I'm going to wipe off. <laughs> I think we're going to go find a cave that kind of matches the description on the wall of this pyramid. I think we need to go to find a cave that the description matches. What about the cave that had the slide on it that I went part way down? We don't know what's down there. Do you really want to go on a slide? Well, it's a cave. It's kind of scary. Bunch of scaredy cats. Does it look kind of resemble the cave on the pyramid? I guess all caves look the same. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way to really tell if that's what they're actually referencing or not. Is it on the... Is the, Have they got, like, something where you can tell if you're... What on side of the mountain this cave is on? Oh, you're like a north, south, east, west right. type thing? No. The... It's just literally a picture of some mountain, and it's very crudely drawn. So think hieroglyphs and... Uh, or cave paintings from, like, Native Americans. Um, it's just very crude, drawn on the mm. wall. And it looks like a mountain with a cave and then the creature inside it. We've spent a lot of time on those mountains, though. And we've come across two caves. And one of them, we couldn't go anywhere because there was lava everywhere. So this other one's really the only option. I mean, you do got a good point, but that cave is pretty deep. and You do have a good point, but... But we could walk to the other side of the mountain and look. We also got to keep. Hey, is there any paths like leading towards the mountain other than the one we come on? I mean, there's no real paths. This whole side of the island looks very um, untouched by the local inhabitants. And don't forget, we have an army of goblins coming after us. 
No, I think they have ceased to try to look. I mean, if we come, I, I don't know. I'm, if they I mean, see us again, they're going to have Let's go heads. try to find a different cave, a little lower to the bottom don't of this mountain. Don't all caves pretty much come in together until like one cave? Not necessarily. For the most part. Let's just go try to find another cave. You one that does not have a slide. Or, I mean, if you guys want to, we can go to that ship. Yeah, remember there was the ship that you did see with the bow sticking up. That had like sunken ship. Maybe the ship might have a treasure map. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we can walk that way while looking for a cave. And if we don't see a cave, we can go over to the ship. How about that? Pretty sure the ship is the opposite direction of the caves. Then I guess we're going the opposite direction of the ship. So, to the cave? To the cave. Woohoo! To a cave, yeah. So we go to a cave. We're yeah. trying to find a different cave. Okay, so just a different cave. Yes. Just some yes. sort of cave. Okay. Well, you know what? We're going to leave that up to fate here. Come on, fate. Okay. So you guys are walking along and... Okay, are you going to look for a cave in the mountain or are you going to look for a cave down low? Because right now you're kind of down low. Down low. Down okay. low. Low to middle. Low to middle ground. All right, so walking along, you guys do after after a little while, you now would be on the east side of the island looking towards the mountain side. You can tell probably a quarter mile, half mile up in the mountain there looks to be sort of an alcove um, that looks like it might go back into the mountains, kind of like a, a valley more than a cave. I want to go. Okay. So um, you guys continue to walk back, and, and eventually the valley starts to kind of shoot walls up either side, and you continue to walk back, and it's almost the canopy of trees and bushes and everything have grown over it. So it's almost creating a, a cave of itself made out of trees and bushes, and then the walls of the, the rocks are, are on the side. And as you go up, you start to realize that you see several smaller caves, probably kind of like you saw when you were walking or when you first, when you went and got fell up, when you were fighting the steam methods, that size, so about five foot or so in diameter. And then, but if you keep walking straight back, you also have a larger cave. Um, I want to do the, I want to do like a perception check and I want to like look for, see if there's any markings on the wall or if there's any like signs of, Inhabitants. Oh, okay. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Roll, roll for me. Two. Two. All right. So uh, you're you're continuing to look around, but you don't see anything of, of importance. Uh, I want to do the same thing. You want to? All right. So why don't, why don't all three of you just go ahead and roll me a perception you want me check? To roll just another for, one. No, no, you failed. Well, I rolled a nat one. So. Uh. All right. <laughs> you Eight. guys are terrible. <laughs> you guys. Uh, you we guys are all. Nothing. You guys are just walking like they're caves. I did the best. <laughs> We're all blind. You you all feel um, like you have thoroughly searched the area, and there is nothing that would reveal any more information to you. Nothing here. Guess we better go back. Smaller cave or large cave? Big cave. Bigger cave. We're going to check out the bigger cave. The bigger cave. And since you all rolled so spectacularly... On your perception check, um, Sassafras, does a 12 hit you? It matches me. It matches. Okay. So you look down only to realize that a snake has leapt up from the ground and bit your leg. And he has dealt you four damage. (sighs) With that, I need everybody to roll me initiative. There are surrounding you three... Uh, constrictor snakes that are not too pleased that you have come to their point of uh, they're like basking in the sun and relaxing. Okay, let me get me and you both. Okay, uh, Sassafras? So apparently it's been a while since I've done initiative. What's my initiative? Dexterity modifier. Okay, so I have a five. Okay. Slick. Eight. uh, Roscow. Three. Okay. And, oh, well, not all of them get to go entirely first. You kind of scream a little bit, and 
I scream a lot. <laughs> Manage to kick the snake off, and it looks at you with those eyes of, of deadly intent that they do not appreciate intruders. And uh, that is that was a surprise round. So now we're going to start into regular rotation. So the same snake is going to strike at you, Sassafras, and an eight misses. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is going to slither over and try to bite Slick. And it misses as well, I'm pretty sure, with a six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, a 10. Right, 14. Okay. okay. No, my AC is 15, I'm sorry. Okay, so it does not hit. And then with that, it's going to be up to Slick. So, Slick, you now have a snake in front of Sassafras, a snake in front of you, and there is one snake that is in between Sassafras and Slick. Roscoe, there, you you can close the distance eventually, but you're kind of far away from it right now. I'm going to shoot the snake that's in front of Sassafras. Okay, good, good idea. Because remember, if you try to shoot a snake or any object that is within melee range of you, you you roll with disadvantage mm-hmm. to hit it. So, okay, so you're going to shoot the one at her. Go ahead and roll me an attack roll. 13. A 13 hits. 5. Okay. So uh, your bolt pierces in through the snake and kind of helps pin it into the ground. Or it doesn't pin it, but it just, you know, lands into it and the thick skin kind of retains the arrow. So next up. I want to action surge. Okay. Excellent. So action surge, so you get to use a second attack. I assume you're attacking the same one. I am. 17. To absolutely hits. 10 damage. 10 damage. Awesome. So uh, the snake that had just bit Sassafras falls to the ground dead. Or it's not, doesn't fall. It's already on the ground. It just dies. Sto- yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent job, Slick. All right. Anything else that you'd like to do? I would like to laugh at the snake in front of me. <laughs> okay. You're next, buddy. <laughs> All right, so Sassafras, you are next. Okay, I want to use my produced flame. Okie doke. Produced. Does a 10 hit them? It does not. Oh, wait, a 12. A 12 does hit. I forgot to add proficiency. <laughs> and I assume you're shooting the one that is in front of Slick. The one correct? that's in front of Slick, correct. Okay. And that is a nine damage. Nine damage? Doggone, oh, good job. Okay. Excellent. And that's it. All right. So the... uh, the Well, I want to kick the snake that's dead in front of me away from me a little bit. Um, These are like larger creatures. And you being the weight you are, if you kicked it, it would probably... It's kind of like think if you you tried to move a dog that's laying on the ground, like a bigger dog, a 60, 70 pound dog. Can I take a few steps back? Yeah, you can uh, step back. I don't want to be near it. It, Okay. There is no... None of them are in melee... Uh, with you, so you will not provoke an attack of opportunity. Okay. So the snake in front of uh, Slick, he is actually going to try to wiggle his way up your leg and actually hold you in place and start to constrict you. So he's going to try to grapple you. So we are going to do a strength v. strength. So I need you to roll me and uh, do a quick strength check. 16. Oh, <laughs> we tied. He rolled a 16 as well. Uh, oh, you know what? Hold on. Let me check his stats. See if he's got any bonuses to strength. If he does, he does. He beats you. 18. So you're trying, and he starts to work his way. He begins to entwine his way up your leg, and you just see that hungry venom start to kind of pour out through his lips as he's thinking he's about to get himself a, a nice little meal. Um, and with that, he is going to go ahead and end his turn, since that would be considered his action. Roscoe? Um. I want to move up to to um, Slick. Okay. And you said it's wrapped around his leg. Correct. Kind uh, of, he's probably about midway up his torso. Could I help him get him get it off? You could you could attack it if you wanted. I don't want to swing my mace at his leg. Okay, you want to like try to un? Uh, we can do that. It'll just be a same thing. Strength v strength contest. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's do, do that. that. Eight. <laughs> All right. Uh, he rolled an eight as well, so he's at ten. Because he gets plus two modifier to it. I'm sorry. Do hold on, wait, do I add my proficiency? You add your strength modifier. Do you have a strength modifier? Yep. That, and that's still eight. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You you try to help him, uh, and the snake is. These are not small critters, right? I mean, they're probably a good 18 inch, and in, uh, their circumference is probably 18 inches. So they're they're good sized snakes. Um, but you all rolled so great on your perception. You just apparently didn't realize they were there. I thought maybe there were logs or something. I don't know. Uh, so with that, we are going to go back to this snake that has not actually attacked 
or uh, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, the I got all sorts of confused now. There's the snake that was just sitting out there, and he's going to go and slither his way up uh, over to Sassafras because she looks little, and she looks delicious. And does a 12 hit you? It matches. Okay. I think I rolled a 12 last time as well, did I not? Uh, six damage. <laughs> What's that face for? I have seven health. Oh, okay. Oh, I've been worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, that was going to be that. So we're back up to Slick. You are currently being constrained. You you have full movement of your hands and everything. So I'm going to use my dagger to okay. stab this Kind of stab him. Me. Okay. Go ahead. I rolled an 18. Oh, definitely hits. Eight damage. Eight damage. All right. So you see it kind of climbing up, and you just take your dagger and just drive it home right into the skull, and it just releases its grasp on you and just falls to the ground in a heap around your leg at this point. I want to – my next – Whatever action I want to do, I want to remove my foot away from this dead snake. Okay, yeah, that's no problem. You can move. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Um, so, Sassafras? I guess I'll use Produce Flame again to, okay. against the one snake that's left. Okay. He is in melee range of you. What did she... I rolled a nat one. A nat one. All right. So, um, roll me the damage. Max damage. Okay. That's not a good thing. 11, if okay. I add my wisdom modifier. So, Sassafras, you... By the way, everybody, to be clear, um, I treat critical hits as a great thing and critical misses as a very bad thing. And what I have determined is she does a produce flame, but she is so shaken uh, upon seeing these creatures that she forgets to release the flame from her hands as she causes the detonation and ends up blowing herself up. And she is now laying unconscious on the ground. And with that, the snake is next up on his turn. And it begins to eat Sassafras. And so at this point, it is going to use its action. And its mouth is going to unhinge. And it's going to begin consuming her from the legs up. He is going to deal you eight more damage, which isn't a big deal. Um, you, you should be fine. Yeah, I'm still good. But it's getting close to double my... Yeah. Once it goes double, if it goes double, you, you're dead. You are over halfway into this constrictor's mouth. And that's its turn. So we are going now to Roscow. I think I need to kill it. Uh, yeah, I want to try to do an attack bow on it. Okay. All right. I'm sorry, Sassafras. <laughs> I can't believe you rolled max damage on it. I was like, all I right, know. she's going to hit herself with it. 12? And then to hit, yeah. that hits. Seven. Okay. So seven damage. Excellent. Anything else, Roscoe? Um, would it be bad to revive her at this moment? Uh, if that's it, okay, so you could what's called stabilize her, essentially put her back well, at zero. I have a cantrip. Oh, okay, what is that one? Uh, it's called Spell to Dying. You touch a living creature that has zero hit points. The creature becomes stable. This spell has no effect on undead or controls. Okay, so yeah, she you could absolutely do that if you wanted to uh, to her, and it's that is a bonus action. It is a bonus action. Okay, so you could reach down and bring her nope, up. No, it is not. It's an action. My bad. Okay, okay. Then action. yeah, you could not do that since you already attacked. Okay. So then I slick. Just, um, I we are looking at if you do not kill this thing now, there is a very good likelihood that we will be looking at our very first player death. I'm going to try to hit it okay. with my arrow. You better do more than try, mister. I hope roll with advantage because you do have Roscow next to it, and it is busy eating, so it's not hardly moving at all. 19. Okay, good, good. All right, so that's a definite hit. Do more than, I'm just telling you, it has seven life right now. Seven. Oh, he rolled a seven. Okay, so you loose the bolt, and it just pierces right into, and it finds wherever on a snake and organs, the organs would be, like the heart, and it pierces the heart, and the body just stops again, like everything else, and just kind of loosens. And the two of you are greeted to the sight of poor Sassafras um, inside the maw of a very large constrictor. Um, the only reason it was able to eat you is because you are considered a small creature, Sassafras. Um and she is she is out dead to the world right now, so you need to stabilize her. I want to use that 
Can I use that spell? Absolutely, you can. I want to use that spell. Okay, so it returns her to zero hit points, okay? Zero hit points. So oh, she's not conscious, but she's not in threat of dying. So, like, if you guys wanted to tote her somewhere or... Yes, we're going to get out of here, away from this, all this. <laughs> okay. Set up a little fire, that way she can long rest later and... This was supposed to be, I'm just, this was supposed to be a throwaway fight. I didn't <laughs> intend for it to go. <laughs> in fact, you rolled max damage on your cantrip. Oh, I shouldn't have done that, but oh well. <laughs> all right, so you guys want to go like back out all the way? Not or? Well, yeah, just away from that area for the moment, just in case there's more snakes. I or got something. you. Okay, okay, yeah. so not leaving entirely. Right. Yeah. So, okay, you walk back away, get away, no problem. You don't see any other threats, no more snakes, no more anything else that seems like it might be a problem to handle. All right, and we're going to do what we got to do to get her back. Okay, so in order to do that, you're going to have to either give her a health potion, which I don't think you guys have any yet, um, or a healing spell, or do you have anything to stabilize her? I just have that spell to die, and that's it. That's the only thing that you have? Yep. Everything else is like resistance. You're just going to have to carry me around until you find a (laughs) healing potion. I need to go top down trees to level up. <laughs> okay, so here's one option that you guys can do. Um, for an unconscious player, if you cannot heal them, they can be returned, uh, they can regain one hit point after X amount of hours, which is determined by a 1d4, which I just rolled, and you can look if you want. It is a four. So after four hours, she will regain one hit point. Uh, then we were going to stay here for four hours. Okay. All right, so you guys want to just kind of relax for yes. four hours, keep guard and everything else until she, she gets yeah, up. And I'm, right. I'm going to go and uh, – am I very far away from those snakes? No, no. You guys said you didn't go very far. Oh, okay. But just I want to go like, uh, cut some meat off one of those snakes, get a fire started. I got you. Kind of roast up some well, yeah, food and yeah, everything yeah. else while you're waiting. That's no problem. All right, here's the thing. So since we rolled four, then she has to be – uh, unconscious for four hours. Slick, you're getting the meat and everything else off of the, the snakes mm-hmm. um, and making kind of a meal and everything else. I'm going to roll a d20. If I roll a six or lower, there will be another, something will happen. And I'm going to roll it open so that you guys can see what it is, okay? Okay, so that was a nine. I got really nervous because I looked at it and I couldn't tell if it was right side up or not because I thought it might have been a six. Wait, was it a six? No? no okay, I flopped it, it down on my yeah, side. Yeah, it was back. a nine. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, so yeah, nothing happens. Four hours comes and goes. And uh, we're going to do a countdown for Sassafras coming back alive. Ready? And three, two, one. What just happened? You almost got ate by a snake. Ew! It was pretty cool. Uh, you may want to doctor your wounds. Uh, yeah. So I want to take a short rest. Okay. So that'd be about 15 minutes and or so. And use my two hit dice to gain back some more health. Okay. Go ahead. And if you want to, you can heal. Uh, don't you Don't you have healing spells? I think I have this conversation almost every time. I have time. one, but okay. I'm pretty much almost out of spell slots, too. I got you. So I gain back five. Okay. Do I? I don't get to add wisdom or anything. No, right? you it's add your just, a const. If you have a constitution modifier. Oh, I do. Okay. Do I only get to add it once or twice? For every dice, you add that number to it. Okay, I'm up to ten. Okay, that's not bad. What's your max HP? Seventeen. Okay, so you're okay. That's not terrible. All right, so uh, slick, you you have the fire going at this point, and you've had some nice food ready to go. She comes back too, and um, you guys are are pretty much. For the, for the sake of argument, back to full strength. Hey, Sassafras, now that you're feeling better, you want some snake meat? Well, I guess I was almost snake meat myself. So you're eating some snake meat? No. <laughs> <laughs> Dead oh, that's right, because isn't, uh, isn't she a vegetarian? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you almost got her. <laughs> I, I want to take the meat and... <laughs> <laughs> nom 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 <laughs> alright so at this point I don't care I'm just glad to be alive <laughs> yeah that, that ended up being a little more than I anticipated stop shooting yourself okay so that's okay I'll try <laughs> so w- what are we doing what's the plan 
Uh, wait until morning to go into the cave to check it out. Okay, morning time. If if you wanted to wait till morning, you're probably looking at daybreak time, six o'clock. It's probably about eleven or twelve o'clock at night right now. So just a couple hours. If you wanted to, you could pitch camp at this point. We could honestly do just a long rest, and it would be okay. That's fine. Yep. Okay. All right. I'll take all so, my spell slots back. Yeah, I was gonna say it's may as well. Uh, kind of get ready because if you're going into a cave. Never know what might be lurking about. That's right. You never know when you might fail some perception checks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or shoot yourself in the hand. All right. So we are still going into the tall, big, bigger cave at the very end of this. Bigger cave. Yes. Okay. All right. So you guys begin to enter into the cave. Remember when you were up in the mountains um, at the one with the slide in it and everything, how the ground was really muddy? Yes. This is not muddy. Um, the roots and everything from the trees have created a very dense vegetation walls of an actual cave itself. There's more stone than dirt, um, and it, it begins to traverse and goes a, a good back, good way in. Um, as you are walking along the cave, you start to realize there's water dripping pretty steadily from above you, from the ceiling dropping down, and it's created a... Um, what you realize you're walking through is essentially the water has been running down to start out a small stream and just kind of cut its way into this this uh, this cave, creating the cave itself. And you walk down. Eventually, the water, you are walking in a couple inches of water. And now, before you, I'm trying to think of how to explain this, there is a very large chasm there are stones that are floating almost. It's almost like there is a layer of gravity in play here and there are stones floating between, you guys are on one side of the chasm and about 50 foot is the other side of the chasm. And the stones, imagine as if, as if the chasm was filled with water and these stones were logs, how they would just be kind of like floating in a, in a pond that's it, but there's no gravity, and it's the stones just kind of sliding around in this area. And looking down into the hole, it is just black. You can't see the bottom. You don't know what's down there. I want to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask my friend Richard something. Okay, go ahead. So I want to pull out the sword and be like, hey, Richard. Is there lava? Uh, no, but there's floating stones. Um, okay. Do you know anything about floating stones on the island? On on this island? Yeah. No, I haven't. Uh, when I was studying, I didn't really read a whole lot about the island other than the, the, the stone inside the creature, but that was it. There's floating stones. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Okay. Okay. Best, best of luck to you. Oh, uh, thanks. If you find lava, you, you know what to do. Yep, throw you in it. Okay, thank you. Appreciate you. No problem. Later, buddy. Bye. Click. Hangs up the phone. (laughs) So what did did Richie have to say? Uh, Richie said he doesn't know what's going on. He said something about the stone inside the creature. What was the something that he said? He said he found the stone inside the creature, what we saw inside the pyramid. He got it? Well, he knows what we're talking about. So Does he know where it is? Are these floating stones anything to do with it? Whenever I asked him about the floating stones, he said he doesn't know nothing about floating stones. He just knows about the stone inside the creature. What does he know about the stone inside the creature? Can I call Richard back? Sure, so you hit redial. <laughs> you, just hear oh, pull up. you just hear it. You just hear it. Meh, 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 Busy tone. No, I'm joking. <laughs> He's too young. He doesn't know what a busy tone oh. is. <laughs> okay, so uh, you 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 pick the sword back up. The jewel uh, illuminates again, and you hear the familiar voice of Richard inside your head. And he says, "Didn't didn't we just talk?" I want to hand this sword to Sloan. Okay. Yeah, I take the sword. Okay. Hey, Richard. Whoa. Uh, this is a new voice. I'm liking this. This is Slick. Hey, Slick. I'm Richard Phillip. Well, how you doing, Richard? Hey, I'm doing Other pretty than good. Being a sword, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, so, uh, I assume you must be friends with my my good fellow Roscow. 
yes. Did he tell you what I want? Yes. To throw me in the lava? And we're going to. Or to destroy me? You are. Yes. Well, why hey, haven't that we done that point. yet? We haven't got far enough into the cave. But, but okay, well, there was lava where you found me. I was literally that was, feet from being able to like end, end it all. That was Roscow. That I told him to throw you in there. Now we're going back. But okay. I, what's this about a stone inside of a creature? Okay, I'm going to answer that. But right now I want you to roll me a constitution saving throw. Rich is about to go down the chasm. Six. Okay, so... Uh, okay, so ask me the question. What did you say? What do you know about the stone inside the creature? Oh, uh, you mean the reason that I'm here? Yes. Um, the, the long and short of it is I was an adventurer, and I found a book with some information about a stone that was inside a creature that was rumored to live on these islands, kind of like a giant worm. And the stone is actually a organ or a part of the creature and if you take the item you can imbue it into another item and in, in in return it will basically be enchanted to increase your resilience make you almost like in a, in a stone form and i figured since i was just starting out as an adventurer to be able to have something that would increase my survivability that this might be um a valuable asset to start well i came here with my uh squire blurt and well you you i'm i'm sure that my good friend roscoe has explained to you the rest of my situation yes he has okay um while you're having this conversation like you in your head you see yourself standing there talking to this sword the two of you however roscoe and sassafras you see ross uh, uh slick has begun to walk Back the way you came. And he is uh, like just on a mission. Like he is not walking slow. He is walking with a purpose. Where are you going, Slick? He does not respond to you. I would like to cast Entangle. Okay. So I guess he needs to succeed on a strength saving throw. Okay. Or be restrained. Yeah, absolutely he will. So Slick, I'll need you to roll uh, a, a strength saving throw to try to break out of the... I rolled a two. Okay, you do not. You are successfully entangled. Uh, so you guys managed to to grab him. Um, and what we'll say is that kind of snaps you two a little bit. And you start to realize that you have lost control of your body. You, you've regained it. Um, he has not fully taken over or anything. I'm going to run the sword into the dirt. Okay, so you, no problem. The sword is, is in and the dirt. My hands are off of you, it. You let go. Okay. All right. The, pick it, the jewel fades back. I want to pick it back up and put okay. it back in my... Okay. When you pick it back up, you say, I like your friend. Yeah, he's all right. You should give me back to him. I'm good. He's pretty weak-minded. He is. <laughs> all right. So the, the gem fades away again. So what do you say? So this stone inside this... Or creature or whatever will give you like some type of stone skin, pretty much. Yeah. Trying to think how to explain it. I might have not gotten killed by a snake. I mean, is this something that we really want? <laughs> That's up to you guys. I mean, I don't care. I am curious about these stones floating, though. Am I close enough where I can reach out and like hit one? Um. I have a javelin. Can I throw my javelin at it? Yeah, absolutely. You can throw a javelin at it. Twelve. Okay, so you take your javelin and throw it at one, and as it hits, uh, the um, the stone kind of rocks a little bit, but retains its orientation. Um, the flat part is sitting up top, um, kind of as if you know it's large enough that somebody could walk on it, and it kind of teeters a little bit, and the impact has given it force, and it kind of sails, continues to move unimpeded in that direction. Uh, opposite, like how you, how you threw the spear to impact it, it transfers the energy and continues to drive it. I would like to take my crossbow and shoot one of my crossbows at the other one. Okay, so you take it and you shoot it. It's the exact same thing. I'm not going to have you roll. Like you shoot it, you hit it, and it. Now how far away are away. these things going away from us now? 
uh, they keep going either until they hit other rocks. Because there's quite a few rocks out here. Like, they're probably about five foot distance or so from each other. Um, so they'll they'll traverse, they'll travel until they hit one, and then it moves, and it now begins two of them, and it kind of creates kind of like a chain reaction. I want to reach down and grab a, a stone or something off the floor behind me, and I want to throw out on top of the out there with them with the rest of them. Like, what's are you your, trying to see if it's gonna float? Yes. Like if it'll hold weight. Yeah, I, from what you can tell, absolutely. It lands on top of one, and again, it kind of shakes a little bit, kind of teeters. No, I think he's trying to see if he throws one out there, if it'll become weightless. Like, is there is that an oh, anti-gravity yes. area? Yes, yes. Right? That's what you were wanting? That's correct. If that's what you're trying to accomplish. So you weren't trying to hit another big rock? No. Okay. I was seeing if it, was flo- if it would float. I got gotcha. you. Yes, it does. It, it. So what happens is it impacts, and it dips down. Kind of like you throw something into water. It might dip and then return to the surface depending on the buoyancy. And then it just kind of sits there at about the same level as the other stones. Not how heavy are these You would guess these stones would be a couple hundred pounds. Some of them are, you know, they they range in size from pebbles all the way up to the biggest ones are maybe like six, eight feet. All right, Sassafras, you're up. We're going to tie our rope around your waist. There is not an episode yet. That Sassafras has not had a rope tied around her waist. We want you to jump out there to see if you float. Next time I'm going to be an orc so they can't do this to me. <laughs> you are don't you, have to go along with it. Are you okay with it? Well, I am kind of curious, but I am a little scared. We'll keep a hold on you. Yeah, but what if I fall? You're not going to fall. Why won't you like not jump with a purpose, but just walk out there? Yeah, just ease like, out there. Easy. You don't have to jump with a purpose. Is there a rock near me that I can jump on? There was, but you guys shot crossbow bolts and javelins at them. You can kind of walk over there and push them back. You know? Is there any other little rocks around me I can throw out there that I can grab onto? <laughs> um, no, there is not. All right. Um... Oh, bother. So I want to... I don't want to jump. Is it just like drop off right there? Like are we on the edge? Yes. The water that has been coming along, um, it pools and it drops down like a waterfall. So And it disappears down into the darkness. I'm going to like have them stand right there and slowly like almost lower me down. So I'm not like jumping. Like I want them to, and then see what happens is they're lowering me down. Okay. So is that what you guys, mm-hmm. okay. So you guys are holding her, I assume probably tied off to one of y'all. So she doesn't go floating off. Um, so you, your little feet kind of dip down and you get cold, like very cold, not, not hurting you, but you feel like you're, um, you know how, when you get in the ocean in September, out in California and it gets that breath taken away from you. That's what you're experiencing right now. Um, and you inhale as you kind of drop down over the edge, just from like from a gasp of air. And you realize that as you fall below the surface, your inhale draws no oxygen into your lungs and you try to breathe, but you cannot, but you are floating. So it's kind of like space. Exactly like can space. you hold on? Can you move around? I don't know. Can yeah, I yeah. Move? I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I don't know. I'm so, to you. Okay. <laughs> yes, you 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 have full function. But I so can't breathe. You, you realize you can swim almost. Like you, if you move your hands, it's like you can actually you know propel yourself. Okay, so I'm I'm up kind of where they can see me, and I have my hands like on my throat, like showing them like I can't breathe. Okay. We want to pull her back in. Okay. So the second that you pull her and you can tell like your head kind of breaks the surface point of where you see the tops of all the rocks, you can breathe again. As soon as that. The rest of your body feels like you would still be underwater. Like the rest of your body would still be under there. Oh, okay. So I'm floating still, but I can breathe? Correct. Because your head has broken the surface. Okay. So then I like shake my head no and give him a thumbs up. You can talk. You can talk. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm good. And I start like swimming around. I go up and yeah, check like out the rocks. Yeah, like you very much swim at this point. And I want to check out the rocks and see what's going on. So you kind of swim up to one of the nearest rocks and you put your front hands on it. And you want to kind of pull yourself up on top mm-hmm. of it like you would. So you begin to do that. You're so light. The rock teeters. 
you feel like if you were heavier that maybe you would contend with it flipping, but since you're so small, you're able to kind of climb up on it without any troubles. So now you're standing on a rock that's maybe three and a half foot. Do I see like what's above us? Looking up, it's just uh, tree roots have come down through the, the rock and everything, and you just see some long roots coming all the way down, not all the way down, but coming ways down, short roots, rocks. It's just, you know, stalactites or stalagmites. Tights. It's like tights. So I want to like swim back to where they kind of are. So you want to jump off? Yeah. Okay. So you jump off and it's same thing. You impact the gravity well. And it's, ex- I mean, pretty much think you are in water. Right. You know, so you, you go underwater, hold your breath, your head pops up and then you're able to swim back. So you come back to where they are and come up without any trouble. Well, I don't see anything special over there, guys. I mean, well... Underneath this little island thing, if you go down there, you can't breathe. It's almost like you're in water. But once you get above it, you can breathe and move around just fine. But that didn't help us at all, really. It did not. It was fun, though. Now, I I don't, and this is my fault, I don't think I described to you that the cave continues on the other side. Oh. So you could continue on the other side. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just realized I don't think I expressed that. I apologize. Should we continue on the other side? Sure. Yep. All right. So I guess we're crossing. Okay. Um, I'm going to go last. Okay. You guys are up here having this conversation. I do need a perception check from everybody. Not more snakes. (laughs) Why did it have (laughs) Have to to be be snakes? snakes. 10. Okay. 20 non-natural. Okay. 18. 18. All right. So... Slick, you're very focused. You're like, all right, we can get across. The the other two, Sassafras and Roscow, you think that you see something moving in the gravity well, like underneath the stones, almost like maybe fish would be swimming, you know what I'm saying, along those lines. You see a figure moving under the water, in this case, the gravity. Um, Hold on, guys. There's something down there. Do you see it? You see, I, I see just right, it keeps moving. You can't see a shape, but it's moving very fast. I, I, I see it. I see it. Yeah. How big is it? Uh, the two of you who can see it realize you think that it might be about three, four foot lengthwise. About as tall as me. Taller than you, because aren't you only like about three foot? Oh, you're three foot. Okay. It's, it's my height. Four. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So Roscoe's size. Well, I mean, I'm having to guess here. So what are we doing, crossing? I don't know. I'm kind of curious what this thing is. I'm just thankful it didn't bite my foot off. Well, then how do you propose that we find out what it is? Shoot it. Oh, wait, you can't see it. Now, we'll say that since they saw it, you can, every now and then you'll catch glimpses of it as well. See if you can shoot it. I'll try to shoot it. I mean, I know it's in water, but let's give it a try. Yeah, I'll try. Okay. 19. Okay, so you watch it moving and your keen eye of your skills with a with a bow come into play and you're watching the movement patterns and you see how sporadic it moves how one direction one time it'll be moving straight and then all of a sudden it'll just do a sharp 90 and then another sharp 90 and you start to kind of figure out a pattern of its movements and it disappears for a second behind a stone and then you see it come out behind another one you anticipate that. So you release the bolt goes into the gravity. Remember things can enter the gravity before it's truly affected. Right. And you feel like you hit something. You then see a black liquid come to the top, like bleeding essentially blood is now risen to the top and it begins to spread out. And as it does, you see smoke start to, as it, as the, Liquid touches the stones. It begins to smoke on the impact points on the stone. I think we all need to just step back and let this play out. I don't know if it's going to do anything else. Might be dead. Uh, let's see what happens. See if it floats if it's dead. Yeah, it might. Isn't it already floating since we've floated in there? I mean, would it really? I mean. True, you mean to the surface? Yeah. No, nothing else is happening. Like, what you see is what you see. Can I, like, st- like you said there's, like, black stuff coming up there, mm-hmm. right? Can I, like, stick my hand? And this, is, this, is a, this is a ways out. Probably, like, oh. 25 foot out. 
and it doesn't there's not enough of it to where it's not like filling everything oh, it's I just kind of like it, is there still any hint of this creature you don't see any more movement should we draw straws and see who goes out there first i'm not going down there i hit it once i can hit it again you don't see it though come on roscoe we'll tie a rope to you i think we should roll a d20 and whoever rolls the uh, lowest goes are you okay <laughs> Are you joining us? That's the first. I've already gone once. Oh, wait, what? what? I rolled a roll? three. A four. A four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I am tying a rope around myself. Okay. Well, let's think about this, though. No. <laughs> we can't hold him up. No, but we just need to pull. Well, possibly. You don't and, know. And, and I'm guessing pulling... And the little water is much easier because you are being held up by gravity. If I'm right. Are you saying to like pull him back? Pull him back. Yeah. yeah, like you feel like pulling him would be very easy. So let's think about it though. We weigh less than he does combined. No, Roscoe's heavy. I'm a dwarf. Roscoe, yeah. Remember, you're little. Roscoe's a dwarf. So think Gimli from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but he's a human. A human compared yeah. to a dwarf. Yeah, there's really no okay. difference as far as weight. Okay, like, I'm just gonna sit here and watch. And plus, Roscoe is in heavy plate or uh, heavy armor, so no, I'm not wasting any time. I get this rope, hand the rope to him. I get in and I'm booking it across. <laughs> okay, so are you trying to just swim across all the way? All the way to the other side. You want to go to the other side? To to the cave. Okay, all right. So you're going to the other side. I didn't anticipate you doing that. Okay. You may die next. <laughs> I might. What is your AC? <laughs> 15. 15. All right. So you're swimming along, and all of a sudden, you feel something brush against your foot, like something maybe tries to that bite feeling. you. How far in am I? Uh, at this point, we're going to let fate decide here. We're going to roll a d20. You're only 11 feet in. So I'm closer to the side I was previously on. Correct. You've only swam 11 feet. So like you basically have just so entered. So I'm going to holler at Roscow to pull me back in. Okay. I'm pulling. All right. So I'm pulling. Roscow, roll me a D. No, you know what? Don't worry about it. Yeah, you can pull him back in. No problem. I'm only 11 pulling. feet will say that, that that's no problem. Uh, yeah, something brushed up against my leg. So came trying back. to bite me. Slick, as you come back up on the shore side... You look down at your foot, and your boot is um, it's like acid has hit your boot. And it is bits of it is starting to kind of like sizzle away. It's not – you don't get the sense that it's going to go through and hurt you. But you just get the sense like yes. it could have been I have, I, have a, I have a science question about this. Okay. You said this is like water, right? Kind of. That, so, that's how I'm explaining it so okay. that you can visualize it. So would electricity work the same way? I mean – you don't know. You could assume, like you could try, because I could kill everything inside the water. Well, if you're doing that, please let the rest of us know so we can get out of the way. Because I'm sure there's a radius here. <laughs> no, there's no radius. Well, uh, why he's doing his thing? Uh, I want to take some snake skin that I got off some snakes. And, okay. And fix my boot. <laughs> right. That. Your boot's still functional. Right, right. I'm just letting you understand that it's just the acid and everything else. To fix it would probably take longer than no, I'll if you it. really wanted to just I'll sit I'll down wait. and... Okay. I'll wait. Well, are we going to go to... Well, we should try to go across. I mean... Uh, you want to be ate up with acid? Yeah, uh, did you see what just happened to his boot? That could be your face. I could die. <laughs> I have nothing else to live for. Don't. Try your electricity. Electrocute it, boy. I'm thinking about it because then that takes a spell slot. No, I'm I'm not gonna do it. Okay. So Come what are we doing, Roscoe? Hey, can you make vines grow over all this so we could just walk across? No. Do I see this thing running around anymore? No. You you can't hardly see. It's 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 harder for you to see when you're in the water. You can't see Jack Squat because you don't have your torch. When, I'm sorry, when you're in the gravity, I said water. When you're in the gravity, you can't see because you don't have your torch with you. Um, if you did carry your torch, I don't know if you did or not, it would have snuffed out. Right, right. Can I light it back up? 
Yeah, yeah. If you took it with you the first time. I did. Okay. That's always with me. Well, what are we doing? There are still a lot of rocks and stuff out there that are clinking around and kind of moving. And What if I strap my shield onto my back? Well, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's on my back. And I go up into a little ball. <laughs> and I just do like flip flips inside the water. So my shield is basically kind of guarding me like a ball. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? I see exactly what you're saying. I'd love to see you try this. I want to know what happens. <laughs> Me too. Wait, what if I put you on my shield? <laughs> what if I put Sassafras on my shield? Since she's technically smaller, saying that my, my, my tower shield is bigger than yes, me. Yes, yes. Your tower shield is four so, foot at least. Technically, we could use it as kind of like a sled, but also more as a cover. Okay. Like a boat. Yes. But we're all in submerged in water. It's not water. It's okay. It's, it's a substance like water. Are you down with it? <laughs> um, his shield can become acid eaten too, you know. Yeah, there's a such thing as rust. Then you won't have a shield no more. This is made by holy metal. <laughs> <laughs> you Won't you just throw your shield out there around the edge and just see what happens? Is that what you want to do? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I throw my like? I have, a, I have a dagger. Can I like stick it in the water? Like woo. Yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. You definitely no problem. You put your hand in there. Same thing. You feel the same. Like if you go past and your hand entered into the gravity, uh-huh. then your hand will get uh, feel really cold. Okay. Um, but I'm tired of sitting around. I'm going in the water. You're jumping in. I'm jumping in. But. Was ropes tied across me and my seatbelt on, of course. Okay, so you've got a rope tied onto you. What is your end goal? Where, what are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to get to the other side? Are you trying to get to one of the, the rocks? So my main goal is I want to get across from the other side, but I also want to kind of look down. So I, So technically I have my shield on my stomach, but I'm also like... Peeking on the um, on on the top of the shed, uh, top of okay. the shield, looking down. Okay, so you want to use he's it like, like a, a boat. turtle, pretty much. You want to use it as a boat. Yes. Okay, so you impact into the gravity well, and you sink down, and you experience the same thing that Sassafras did of that inability to breathe, and you're uh, you then kind of feel yourself rise a little bit, and the two of you see him kind of break the surface, and you peer down, and for whatever reason, like. When you're in the gravity well, it's like when you're in a pool. You go underwater and you can see. When you're above the water, it's, it's hard to see. You go underwater and you just see black figures, almost like squids shooting left and right very quickly um, in every which direction. Are they coming up? Um, you don't feel that they are aggressive towards you, but... That is where we're going to end it for this week. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. We will return next week as we find out what happens to Roscoe as he is now on his shield floating. You all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Look forward to seeing you next time. Adios.